Welcome to episode three of the Manx Theatre Podcast. With me, Neil Callan. And with me, Neil King. We've had a busy few weeks here in Podcast Towers, so in this episode we're just going to focus on one show. Yep, so we're going to discuss Communicating Doors by the service players. And Neil, you went to visit them at rehearsals. Yes, I went to watch a rehearsal a week or two ago, and I met up with Cliff Chapman, who's the director, and also Helen McKenna, and she's playing the lead role of Poupe. So we met up at the Archibald Knox, and here's the interview. Okay. This is Monday night, uh, I'm in the meeting room at the Archibald Knox, uh, and I'm here for a rehearsal of Communicating Doors. So I'm joined today by Helen McKenna and Cliff Chapman. Welcome to the Manx Theatre Podcast. Thanks very much. Thank you. Hello. So, um, Cliff, then, you're the director of the, of the piece. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Communicating Doors? So Communicating Doors is a script by Alan Akebourne, written uh, in the early 90s, 93, 94, and it's sort of his response to farces. So uh, you've got a hotel room with lots of doors, people going in and out, but uh, whereas traditional farces are rather sort of carry-on style, a little bit uh, uh, sort of... 60s and 70s humour. Um, this is quite a sort of progressive take on it. There's very strong female characters. Um, it's not a knockabout gag a second sitcom. It's it's much more of a comedy thriller. It's very Stephen Moffat kind of Doctor Who-y, Back to the Future-y sort of style. And speaking of Doctor Who, though, there's a bit of a time travel element to it, isn't there? There's a bit of a wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. Wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, yes. <laughs> so, uh, without giving too much away, a uh, means of mystery allow one person to go through one door and then come back into the very same room in a different time period. Right. And certain people might meet people who are connected to people they've already met. So now from... From my little sort of brief sort of bit of googling that I've tried to do about it, and that there isn't a great deal out there on the internet about it, probably for the very reason that it's it's nice to sort of keep it as a, as a piece, and you learn all about it as you as you you go through the experience of the play. But the original version sort of is based between 1974 and 2014, but I think you've updated it a little bit. Yes, it's like that bit in Yellow Submarine: the future is now the present, and the present is now the past. <laughs> the idea is that we initially open up on the grimdark future uh-huh. of 20 years and things. So it's, it's uh, a little bit uh, troublesome. There's a, a few nice, rather subtle references to how society is rather different. So our heroine, um, Poupe, is from the future. And then through the course of the story, uh, she'll meet our other heroine, Ruella, who is effectively from our present. And, uh, and then through further advances, we, we jump back another 20 years as well so the reason why it's across that time frame will become clear in the story it's very much revolving around certain characters um it lets us see different aspects of a key character's life and then the consequences of being in that time mm-hmm. um does everything stay the same yeah the butterfly effect can, <laughs> can she affect the the, the the actions of of the past by her actions interesting so helen this is possibly the, the biggest role that you've had to date? Probably, yeah, I'd say so. I did not know how many lines I was going to have. It's <laughs> been really, really fun. <laughs> it's definitely been a, a, good, a good experience so far, and um, I'm looking forward to 
showing Poupée and the gaiety. So what can you tell us about Poupée without giving, giving away too many spoilers? Yeah, well, she's not your uh, atypical heroine, really. I mean, I think we're allowed to say that she is living in London. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's quite streetwise. Right. I don't want to give it away too much about her for the surprise element. <laughs> but um, she's very... Um, she's seen quite a lot in her time. And obviously, 2039, I mean, that's like not really far away from us when you think about it. But, yeah. I mean, from all the sort of things that do happen to her, they are actually things that could happen to us. Um so so like cryptic that but <laughs> um it's it's a really exciting part and um i've really enjoyed it so who are the other members of the cast so we have carl Bergenizer who is playing reese who is the pivotal uh the character that rather people pivot around um then we have uh, mark Britton, who is playing harold the hotel security um lots of experience uh in that role we have Rachel Martin, uh, who is playing Ruella, one of Reese's wives. And we have... Faye Devlin. <laughs> we have Faye Devlin, who is playing Jessica, who is one of Reese's other wives. Right, so a man of, of many wives. Yes, so uh, essentially uh, we are journeying around um, Reese's marriages, really. Right. Um, He's, uh, so it's Reece, the stories around Reese's timeline then? Um, he, essentially, yes. Yeah, and, and events that have happened in his, in his past yes. that gets him to where he is now. Yes. Right. Pupé has never married, <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> so. she, she's a girl of independent means. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. that's one way to put it. Yeah. Okay, so Cliff then, so you're, um, you're actually sort of living and, and working in, in London nowadays. You're travelling backwards and forwards, I assume, to, to, to direct this. Um, I guess that has its challenges in its own right, with not having your director all the time. But uh, how's that been going? Um, really, really good. I mean, I've, uh, I grew up doing theatre here. When, you know, it was the, all my experience on the island, you know, prompted me to go off to drama school and try the London thing. Um, I've directed a few things over there as well, audiobooks and stage work and a few other bits and pieces. Uh, so it's really lovely to come back to, to my roots, essentially, and bring, hopefully, my professional experience and share it just as... Back in the day when I did uh, Long and the Short the Tall with Colin Dolly or The Winter's Tale uh, with Sue Best, you know, sort of build it up and just share a bit of stuff. It's, uh, it's certainly challenging because we, we've got six cast members, um, there's a lot of other stuff going on as well, so we can, we can come into rehearsal and we can start chipping away and run it. It never feels quite enough time. Yes, um, it never we, does, does it? We had a, a lovely full day yesterday, and I'm, I'm always sort of, you know, sort of very keen to do as much material as I possibly can when I come here. So there's a lot of emails, uh, a lot of communication back and forth. Uh, so I, I have three assistant directors. Right. Um, and there's there's obviously times where you want to do a good job and make sure that you've, you're doing everything you should. And so you have this list of maybe 12 things that you want to work on. And so you, you identify all that, you give a brief bit of information. And then you go off and, of course, you know, seven or eight rehearsals since then with three other directors and they've fixed everything. And you think, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> as long as they learn their lines, it's fine. <laughs> so it, it's very gentle.
little tweaks. Um, really, really happy with the quality of the performances from the cast. It was great work, so it's, it's like sculpting, it's chipping away little things here. It's nice to see the island in the sun, because normally I only see it at Christmas time. Yeah, okay, so a piece like this then as well, it's, it, it probably re- relies quite heavily on the, on the set and, and the, the, the pieces of the, the mechanisms of the, of the, the time trial development, I guess. Yes and no. Um, we have what will hopefully be fairly solid but fairly simple physical means for everything. So we'll have the hotel set, yeah. uh, we will have a device. But uh, the the performances will sell it. Um, the the interactions, the the character is what's most important. I'm looking forward to seeing the set built. There are certain complicated set pieces mm-hmm. um, which will look fabulous. It's on at the Gaiety Theatre then from the fourth to the sixth of July, which is Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Tickets on sale available then from thevillagaiety.com or by calling six hundred five five five. Thank you very much. Helen, thank you. Thank you for speaking to us today. Um, Hope you've enjoyed your time with the Max Theatre Podcast. So thank you to Helen and Cliff for having a chat with us there. Sounds like a really interesting show. Yeah, there's there's certainly a lot going going to that story, so it'd be quite interesting to see how how it all unfolds. Yeah, be good. So then, moving on, then let's have a look ahead to some of the upcoming events in the near future. There is a production called The Funny Thing About Depression, which is based around the true life story of a. Good friend of ours, uh, Logan O'Mahony. Next coming up is a play called Chat Room. Now this has been put on by the Parker and Snell Youth Company. This is on the 10th of August at Balakamine Studio Theatre. It's the day before they go to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival as well. And now I've had a chat with Josh Moore, who is part of the Parker and Snell Youth Company. So keep your eye out for that interview on a, on a future podcast. That's coming up really shortly. And also then, Taylorian Productions have their version of Singing in the Rain at the Gaiety Theatre from the 5th to the 17th of August. And a very advanced one we have at the Adams Family as well in October. Yes, so in Act 2 then, I spoke again to Helen McKenna uh, and ran her through our Getting to Know You section. So here is our little interview with, with Helen. This week we're talking to Helen McKenna. Hello. So let's get straight to it then. Question number one then, what was your first ever role? Um, aside from doing Nativity when I was about four and being the angel, my first ever proper role was uh, probably in high school when we did The Crucible. I think it was Abigail. So then, number two then, what's your last or what is your latest role? Well, aside from obviously Coupe, um, it was... Uh, for the Fallen, which was about World War One on the Isle of Man, uh, a really, really good play written by my friend John Young, fellow Broadway Theatre Company uh, alumni student. <laughs> yes, that was the part of Joyce, whose fiance went to war, and it's actually um, really interesting because the letters that she reads in the play um, were actually from real letters, like actual people. Right. So I don't know if her name was definitely Joyce, but anyway, yeah, it was a really... really She might not have been a real person, but the events were... Yeah, definitely, yeah. So that was cool. Okay. So then question number three. What was your favourite role that you've played? One of my favourites when I was about 19, um, I was at Chester Uni because I did did drama uh, for three years at Chester and Stephen Craig and John Young were actually in Chester with me. So um, we did punk rock, and I played Lily. It was just really um, rebellious and very 
I was very sassy. And at the time, I was quite not sassy <laughs> in real life. So it was quite um, cathartic in a way. Um, Something you can really get your teeth into. Yeah, and I think with any role, like anyone that does acting, um, you know yourself. I, I mean, I feel anyway that you take up bits of them away with you. So I was just starting uni and it was kind of like, oh yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> and I could just be like, oh yeah, I'm you cool. Took a bit, took a bit of her, <laughs> took a bit of her sass away with you then. I can kick bum. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, it was a good role. It was a really good play and lots of um, dramatic moments. Excellent. Okay, so moving on then to question four. What would be your dream role? It was really hard to think of, but um, have you heard of Anastasia, which was a 1997 cartoon film? Yes. Not Disney, I uh-huh. have to point out, <laughs> but there is a musical version, uh-huh. and I absolutely love that film, so yeah. that would probably be... It was really, I was really torn between Anastasia um, and then the, the, the person in the next question. Right. So, yeah, I've gone with Anastasia just because I really like the story, and... Just absolutely love the film, so. Okay, then interesting, interesting then to find out what the, the next part is. But so the question number five then, what was the part that you were born to play? Now this could be the character that would that is, is most like you or, or at least the, the character that you feel is just the easiest for you to, to step into. Okay, so just to clarify, <laughs> not I would not, I do not look like them whatsoever. <laughs> but because she loves books, um, and she likes knowledge. Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously I'm not going to meet a beast in real life. <laughs> we hope not, anyway. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I say, it was difficult between her and Anastasia, but Belle's got a lot of qualities that when I was growing up, I'm sure a lot of girls did when they were younger as well. Like She was one of the first Disney princesses, I believe, to be quite literate and mm-hmm. show a lot of knowledge. So yeah, anyway, basically I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> right then, okay, so the next question, and this, this is a new one for, for us. This was, was recommended by uh, Jill Buchanan, or as most people would know her as Mrs. B. This came out as a, as a comment, I think, off episode two it was. And she suggested that we ask, what was the best and or worst costume that you've ever worn? I'm going to say... <laughs> the one that's in this play, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the best or the worst? Or do we have to wait until, wait till, wait till the play to see, to find out? Yeah, that's really difficult. It's not really, by the way, Cliff, don't worry. <laughs> oh, okay, so this is fun. When I was about 10, I was a bear. It was really, really hot. Like, ridiculously hot. Like, felt, like, really horrible felt costume. And yeah. I'd dance around like a little silly person and it was really warm it's wonderful dancing in a nice sort of felt fur outfit yeah. with lights on you it's, it's got to be wonderful that one. Yeah. yeah yeah i'm gonna say that okay the best costume i'm gonna say Fupe. <laughs> then i think i'm definitely gonna have to come and watch, watch <laughs> yeah. Girls then because of that i haven't actually seen it yet <laughs> <laughs> the director gets approval does he one of them <laughs> 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 i delegated that to the ladies <laughs> Okay then, so the final question then, this is, a, this is an interesting one and always causes a little bit of difficulty, but um, it's what we call the gender swap. Mm. So which role would you like to play of the opposite gender? I've kind of cheated here because it's an animal, <laughs> <laughs> but I'd probably say Simba from The Lion King. Excellent. Because, <laughs> you know, Simba, he's pretty cool. <laughs> Excellent. Well... 
Thank you very much, Helen. I think we've got to know a little bit more about you today. <laughs> Love Disney. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you for your time. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks again then to Helen and Cliff for talking to us again this week about Communicating Doors. Just a reminder, if you do have any events or any kind of shows coming up that you want us to discuss on the programme or promote for you on our page, please get in contact via Facebook, Instagram or our email address, which is manxtheatrepodcast at gmail.com. Well, that's it for this week then. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in episode four. Goodbye. Goodbye. An actress in life for me.